Welcome to episode 6, which was recorded at the same time as episode 5. I uh, I got on one, so I've split it up into two. Um, enjoy. What more did I want to say? Oh, well, I did want to have a quick talk about um, Amazon and uh, cloud hosting and, and what have you. So this sort of relates to social side things because... Uh, I did a talk recently at BrewCon, uh, just, just a lightning talk, I wasn't a, wasn't a super duper speaker there or anything, but it was just a quick five minute talk, and um, it, it went atrociously badly, <laughs> I thought, because my life, I, the, the demo gods weren't smiling on me, suffice it to say, it was a live demo, which didn't work, um, but uh, it's, it seemed to strike a chord, because I, I won a free ticket for next year, so I was quite pleased about that, but... Um, Thank you to everyone in the room that day, if you're listening. But it's, um, they had to vote. But, yeah, what, what we were looking at was um, Amazon credentials being uh, committed to GitHub repositories that are publicly available. So um, GitHub, for those who don't know, is a social coding, or at least that's how they bill it, social coding platform. It's basically source code repository online on the internet. And uh, you typically use for open source projects. Very, very good. Very cool. And uh, you can check out our GitHub repository on there as well if you want to. But um, it's... Yeah. There's... One of the things about Git as a source um, code management tool is uh, it has a little bit of a learning curve. And I think that a lot of people... uh, misuse it in some ways and end up committing things to um, their source code repository. They don't necessarily realise they've either committed or the value of those things that they've committed. So um, what we were finding was a lot of, um, typically uh, Amazon S3, their storage um, service, uh, S3 credentials being committed in um, configuration files. And the S3 storage is used for, host, typically it's hosting images and things like that, static content that they don't want served by uh, whatever whatever engine they were using. Now, I did most of my research on Ruby, typically Ruby on Rails projects, and uh, they often are deployed on Heroku and um, have an S3. Uh, storage element for the for the static asset side. So <clears throat> a lot of the a lot of the configuration stuff were Ruby projects with with the Amazon uh, credentials stored in there, token token secret. Now the issue with that is that typically, well, I don't think people really realise the value of those credentials. While it's not a username and password for your Amazon AWS account, it gives you the keys of the kingdom in terms of abusing that account because you can fire up uh, EC2 instances, for example. Uh, typically, we were seeing you have to have opted into the EC2 service, but in our research, um, typically that has been the case. Um, it's. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's an interesting one. So you can fire up EC2 instances, for example, on someone else's account, run up a bill on them. Um, that could be for 
you know, and that could in itself be used to, uh, to fire off attacks against other other sites or to host malicious content, whatever it may be. Um, then, uh, then the obvious next question was, well, can you get access to any running EC2 instances, you know, the virtual machines, virtual servers that deployed in that uh, with those credentials? And the short answer is yes. Uh, the longer answer is you can't just log in to a running EC2 instance. But what you've got control of is the elastic block storage, basically the raw disks um, that that are attached to the EC2 instance. So what you can do, and this was the subject of my talk at Brucon, I basically wrote a script which automated this. Um, you basically you can log in, clone the disk, the, the EBS volume, uh, attach it to your own EC2 instance, and then just mount the device. So it's effectively like a virtual physical attack, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, you, you basically clone the disk. So at that point, you could read any data that's on that disk, assuming there's no encryption, and typically there is not. Um, uh, yes, yeah, so you can read everything off that disk. Uh, if there were you know, passwords and things on that disk, obviously you could read those. Um, what you could do um, is make changes to your disk. So, for example, add in a, a root level account on a Linux box. You know, you just add it into uh, the password and shadow files on that box, on that disk. Um, and then you can reattach the original, that disk, back to the original EC2 instance and restart the instance. Now, obviously, that would be a disruptive process and, and would presumably be noticed by uh, the victim. But even so, um, it would take a little while to work out what happened and everything would appear normal unless we get back to that good old login and monitoring that I was talking about the other night. You know, if their login and monitoring changes, they would spot that shadow file straight away. Although, of course, you own the disk, so theoretically you could have removed any um, any checks for that before you remount it, but anyway. Um, you, you basically, once you, it, it becomes like any old physical attack, really. Once you've got access at a physical level to the disk, it's pretty much game over. So, um, very, very powerful, and these things do not take much to find. Um, even less to find with the other script I wrote, which finds them for you. Um, what, what's next in terms of my research on this thing is to, is to work out whether or not these things are being actively exploited. Um, it would seem an obvious thing to me as an attacker to go, you know, if I've got something I want to do, I wouldn't be targeting the the individual who's committed their AWS credentials online. That's not really the goal. Uh, I've got something else I want to get into, and I want some anonymous platform from which to do it. That's not a bad place to go. Uh, you can you know, basically fire up some EC2 instances on someone else's credit card and get going. Um, I think that's pretty good. So, 
I'd be surprised if AWS credentials are not being actively targeted. Uh, and I'd be surprised if those that are publicly available, even though it's inadvertent, are not being abused. But that would be the next step, I think. Um, yeah, so social stuff. Interesting. You've got to be careful. Uh, not just what you're sharing about yourself in terms of Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter, and that's all kind of, yeah, still relevant, but well covered. What else are you sharing? What are you sharing potentially about your company through source code commits, through paste bin, through all these other developer sites? You know, what are your developers sharing about your platform that, that, are, that is unwittingly um, reducing your security, your resilience to attack. Anyway, I've rabbited on tonight. <laughs> it's to be a short five minutes. I've probably been talking for about 20 now. So if you've stuck with it this far, well done. You should probably win a prize, but I've got no, <laughs> I've got no prize to give you. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll buy you a beer if I see you at a conference or uh, some sort of event. Um, thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time.